Welcome back to another episode of KSL Cafecito, the podcast where we talk all things culture over some cafecito. I'm Yvette Cruz. And I'm Joel Carones. And we are so glad that you joined us for this conversation today. We're going to be hitting some topics today that we are both very excited about. We're talking college and how the subject was approached while we were growing up. And we're also talking adulting, both the action and the word. Before I get started, let me remind you of our social media accounts. For us, we're at KSL Cafecito, at KSL Cafecito on Twitter. I'm at Shoed Cardenas. And I'm at Evie Cruz. And you can find us on iTunes. And now, for all our Android friends, you can find us and download us on the Google Play app using Stitcher. So go ahead and download. It's free. Download the Stitcher app and type in KSL Cafecito. You'll find us there. You can also find us now on TuneIn Radio as well, which is another free app on Android and on Apple as well. Download us and search KSL Cafecito, and you could just continue following us and watch our empire grow. <laughs> All right, let's talk college. NPR has a special series out right now. It's called You, Me, and Them, Experiencing Discrimination in America. And one of the topics they hit was Latinos in college. So they're saying that, according to the survey, more than half of Latinos say that applying to college wasn't discussed with them while growing up. The Latinos that participated in the survey were asked when they were growing up, were they encouraged to apply, discouraged from applying, or was the topic never discussed at all? So, Shuel, I want to ask you, what was this? how, how was this topic approached? when you were growing up? What's your experience with it? For me, college was always something that my mother would tell me I needed to do at some point or she hoped that I would do, but it was never, I never asked how I was going to get there. Mm -hmm. I just always knew it was something that I probably should do. You see commercials about it. You see things that that's important. My mom would sit down and tell me, you know, mijo, tiene que ir a la universidad, es importante, et cetera, et cetera. For me, as I got older and as I, as uh, growing up, okay, I knew about scholarships and things like that. And I knew I just, uh, obviously, you know, you have to be smart. You have to, mm -hmm. you have to work hard in school. But other than that, how to apply, even to an extent of why it's important overall, other than just to get an education, it wasn't necessarily talked about. And it's not something that I feel that it's at fault of my mom or any mm -hmm. of my relatives or anything like that. They were just busy. They were doing other things. They, they had to take care of other things. It was just you need to go to college at some point, figure it out how to get there. Your your school should mm -hmm. more than likely, and I think and I see this a lot as somebody who I used to be an advisor uh, at uh, my alma mater. It always used to be somebody at the university or at the high school will kind of show you the way. Right now, part of that they can, mm -hmm. but part of it also, which would be helpful, would be the parents. However, I can't blame the parents for a lot of it mm -hmm. because some of them are working two jobs, and especially in nuestra gente, mm -hmm. some of them are working those two jobs. Some of them have. Younger, you know, you have younger siblings, you have kids to take care of. So there isn't that time to sit down and do that research. Okay, how am I going to get my son or daughter in college? Some of them don't even have as, as for some of you might not think, some of them don't have internet service. Yeah. Because it costs too much. So mm -hmm. how are they going to supposed to find this information? Do you remember when it was first brought up? Like how old you were when it was, when college was just, you know, you're going to college, mijo. When, do you have an idea? I think when I was nine, I, I began getting okay. that idea that, you need to go. Yeah, you should go to college. Mm -hmm. And I was a fairly good student, I will say, growing up as a kid. But I just never questioned how 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 that process was. And so by the time I got to the point where I needed to go to college, I knew I couldn't necessarily turn to my mom because she didn't have that information. And that 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 was fine. I knew that. 
she was busy. She was doing mm-hmm. other things, and she just didn't. She didn't go to college herself. I was first generation college student and graduate. So getting up to the university, I didn't know. I felt like okay, I wasn't the best student in the high school. Like I messed around a lot and mm-hmm. was not was not the best student there. When I got to college, I knew scholarships were probably not going to work for me. Uh-huh. So I had no idea. I thought like I was going to get into some forty thousand dollar debt or something like that. I just had no idea how the process worked until somebody. Fortunately, uh, it was a Latina who uh, used to work there. She's now retired. But to this day, I'm still friends with her. Uh, Anna Jane Arroyo, if you're listening, I owe you so much. She sat me down and talked to me about this thing called Pell Grants. Oh, okay. And I had no idea what that was. And this was in high school that you met her? No, this, this was right after, after high school. After high school, yeah. Okay. Right after high school, I met her. She worked at, at, at my alma mater, and she began teaching me. She, she sat me down, and there were some questions that I look back to me, they felt like dumb questions, but she never, she always guided me with it because she knew nice. I had no idea how this worked. Mm-hmm. And I think, unfortunately, for nowadays, for a lot of students, a lot of Latino students in particular as well, they don't have that information. They don't know. And it's not, the parents are doing their best they can. So I can't necessarily blame them. Right. It's just that information is not there because a lot of us are first generation college students. Uh, and I want to ask you, Yvette, what about your experience? When was this kind of began to be discussed and when did you begin to learn the process of how how to go to college? I had a, a similar experience. It was uh, it was known in in the house that I would go to college that my sister and I would go to school. It was like Kanye's mom said uh, or how he says in the song, my mama told me go to school, get your doctorate. Ah, yeah, mm-hmm. she she did. It was just it was there was no question. It was never a maybe you'll go to school and you know, it was always you're going to college. So it was always for her get good grades because that's how we're going to pay for college. It's through scholarships and so certain grades weren't acceptable to her, you know. She would she would ask why not better? And and she did that because she wanted there to be a way for me to pay to go to college because not going to college, it was just never an option. And I don't think, I, I think we also didn't discuss it not being an option because I guess I always wanted to go too. It was just something that I thought that I would do and we would figure it out when it came time to figure it out. So uh, it was more in high school that it was time to figure it out. And so I'd have to look for resources at the school as well because my mom didn't get very far in school. She did not graduate high school, so she wanted more for my sister and I because because of that, uh, she has to work certain jobs that don't require a degree, and she wanted my sister and I to be able to work in the jobs that do require a degree, you know? She didn't want us to be into hard labor and... Um, like a blue collar. She wants you to be like blue collar type. Yeah. And I Which don't nothing think wrong with that. No, right? not at all. I have so much respect for blue collar. I don't even think that I, I don't know what I would call what I do now. What kind of collar? I don't know. But it was something that was just always known. And and like you said, there was never that discussion of how it's going to. It was just it was through scholarships and that's it. And you know, my experience was, it was through, through grants and loans. That's just how it was. And it was never, and because, okay, so I think because my mom did not have experience with applying to college and paying for college and, and things like that, I had to figure it out on my own. And she was there to help me, like to encourage me to figure it out because the truth is she, she didn't know. She didn't know what she was doing, um, but she wanted me to learn and she wanted my sister to learn and she wanted us to be able to do it. And, and we did it. We did do it. And I know I'm not alone because I've uh, talked to a lot of my friends about this. I actually pulled my uh, closest Latino friends and I asked them about, I asked them the same question. Were you encouraged, discouraged, or was it never discussed in your household? How, how did it go? And I can tell you that a majority of them were all encouraged. It was never, you're not going to school, you're going to drop out and you're going to do 
this or you're not going to school. Don't waste your time. It was never, at least in their experience, it was not like that. They were encouraged. But like me and like you, it was never discussed how. And this isn't everybody. This is just some people. It was just, yeah, it, it, our, most of our parents don't didn't do what we're doing now. And so a lot of us are first generation uh, American and first generation college goers. And I asked some of my friends as well. One thing that I did get a few times when asking them, they said one of the reasons that they felt that their parent didn't ask more information about the process of college was the language barrier. Absolutely. And they felt from, I had a few friends tell me that they can tell they felt somewhat embarrassed at that time of who to ask or how to ask because at that time, one of those career counselors, things like yeah. that in, in high school did not speak Spanish. And they didn't know how to translate it. And they felt even embarrassed to mm -hmm. ask a simple question like, how do you apply for a scholarship? Which is not an embarrassing it's question not. at all. But for some of these parents, right. they felt like it was. I don't, I, I've never asked my mom, mm -hmm. but maybe she was as well. Maybe mm -hmm. she was embarrassed to ask a question like that, which maybe para, para gente de difer diferente cultura mm -hmm. is an easy question to answer. It's like, well, right. this is obvious. Well, para nuestra cultura and for a lot of our parents who don't go to college because they just finished high school because they yeah. had to work or whatnot, it is an embarrassing right. question. So my mom's solution was that was to make me do it. She would always tell she would encourage me to find out what I need to do and she would tell me to go talk to my counselor and it wasn't because she didn't want to help it's because in all reality she couldn't and she thought you know this this real world that you're about to step into is the real world that you are about to step into and figure out so you might as well start now go ask your counselor go look online thank goodness we had the internet and she said go go search and and I did and I don't I mean that doesn't make me upset it doesn't make me mad that she couldn't help because I know that, like I said, I'm not alone. A lot of our parents just didn't have those resources and it's not, it's not their fault. You know, they, they, they did it enough to get us where we are. So at some point, you know, we did have to figure things out for ourselves. The one thing that I can tell you as a former advisor, I would meet some of these, when I would meet with the freshmen, I would meet their parents a lot because they mm -hmm. would have a parent night where you could come and mm -hmm. a lot of them, obviously, they're so proud to have their son and their daughter be at the university. Most of them were first generation college students. Mm -hmm. And then when they would meet me, the first thing they would ask is, hey, oh, you're so young to be an advisor. And so I was very flattered because mm -hmm. <laughs> I was just like 23 or 24. Mm -hmm. But also they would ask me, how did you how did you do it? How did you get up here? Did your did your parents? They assumed uh, some of them yeah. assumed my parents went to college. Oh. My parents did not go to college. Mm -hmm. I said my mother passed high school and that was it. Mm -hmm. and I said and my father, I didn't know my father very well, so I don't even know if he even passed high school. Mm -hmm. That I said I'm first generation. My brother did not go to college. He chose the other path of just working, which is fine. But I said I had to start asking the questions that might feel a little uncomfortable. And I would tell them all this in Spanish. I'd say, tuve que subir acá arriba y preguntar a una señora aquí que trabajaba. Pregunta que se, quizás para gente que se escucha como que es un poco obvio, como cómo se aplica para una beca. Mm -hmm. Cuántas son las horas que tengo que estudiar en, en una semana en la universidad. Things like that. Just questions like, mm -hmm. just basic questions about college. It reached a point to me, it's like, okay, nobody's going to do it for me. I need to do it myself. Yeah. But I knew one day I can take this resource that I was learning and give it to other people. And so I would tell the parents, you have another son that's in our daughter that's in ninth grade or in 10th grade or whatnot. Mm -hmm. My advice to them, now you have your son or daughter here already at the college, tell them to not be afraid to ask. And I would try to encourage little by little as well the parents like, don't worry, like there are no dumb questions here. Mm -hmm. And even if there's a language barrier, there's going to be somebody for the most part, there's going to be at least somebody here that speaks Spanish mm -hmm. that can be able to help you out and get you at least guided to 
where you need to start there. Mm-hmm. Or worst comes to worst, you have your son or your daughter yeah, basically be the translate, translate yeah, yeah. and translate and they'll guide you there. But for me, the support, like for me, the support was always there with my mom. Yeah, same. But at the same time, I think nowadays with more access to information, it is possible now for parents than it was maybe 10 years ago or mm-hmm. even 15 years ago to to reach out to these universities and to find this information and maybe not have to be so much so embarrassed there. They do, there is a point that the parents do have to reach out a little bit, but I can understand why they don't. Does yeah. that make any sense? Like I understand why they don't, but I think now our resources are there where it, it's possible to, to reach out. I agree, but you have to remember that not all of our parents, whether or not the internet is accessible to everyone, not all our parents are using the internet That's true. how we're using the internet. Right. So it, it still may be that they will encourage their kids to go to college or to do whatever it is that they want to do, but to have to figure things out That's themselves. True. And you know, I also, um, I spoke to one of my friends who said that she has four older siblings. They went to college. So it was, she said her parents didn't get very far in school and so because of her older siblings they all immigrated here from Mexico and because of her older siblings she was able to get the the advice that she needed and also the resources so sometimes it's it's not just the parents it's what we're seeing in the household it is our older siblings or it is our friends or it is what we're seeing on television and hearing in music do you feel let me ask you this do you feel well I should say what advice would you give for first of all for students that are, let's say they're in 10th grade or 9th mm-hmm. grade or whatnot, and they have parents that are encouraging them, go to college, go, th- this is part of your future. This is part of why we work so hard, so hard for it. Mm-hmm. But they feel like, I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I kind of know I need to get there because there is a little bit of pressure right. as True. well. Well, if they're in 9th or 10th grade now, I would say that they probably, being the generation that we are and being the society that we live in, they probably know how to use the internet very well. So I would say the internet is your best friend. Find your own resources. Just it, it, It's what you want. So if you really want to go to school, then go to school. Figure out how to do it and, and do it. It's, it's not impossible. And um, whether or not they are undocumented or not, there there are still ways for kids to go to school. So if you really want it, I, I would say the internet is your best friend and you can figure it out on there and talk to other people, did reach you, out to people. Did you ever feel at times discouraged on the journey, on the search to try to get to college in the sense of like doing all the research and doing all the things? Did you ever feel discouraged? Like, man, this could be, this is a little bit of work or do you just feel like, you know, this is part of, this is part of my destiny, if you will. I guess I did. Sometimes when things were difficult, even being in school, sometimes things got hard and I thought, Man, <laughs> do I really want to do this? But in all honesty, I don't know what else I would have done. I knew that for what I wanted to do in life, I wanted to be a journalist. I knew that I needed some some type of education, and I knew I needed experience, and I knew I needed to learn the ins and outs of it. And, that, and for me, education was a way to do that. That's just a personal choice, though. I just always I, I liked school growing up. You know, there were things that were difficult, but I I generally liked school and I generally liked being a student. And so I think I wanted to continue doing that in like an institution because now I'm a student of life. <laughs> but I I do want to say that I don't think college is for everybody. And I don't think people should be made to believe that. And I I'm not saying I'm, let me don't get it twisted. I'm not saying throw your life away. No, I don't. I personally don't think that not going to college is throwing your life away because there are so many things in this world that someone can do. Uh, I'm going to use an example. There is this guy that I used to work with, Sam Vega. He did not go to college, 
And he, I, I consider him to be pretty successful in where he's at. He is very talented when it comes to cameras. So he can, ta- he can take great video and he can edit. He has this very creative mind. And he's also a go-getter. So he just you know, started doing things on his own. He's like somewhat of an entrepreneur. He just finds work wherever he goes and he's he's really good at what he does. He started working at, um, he got a job at Univision as a cameraman. So he started being a photog and he would film and he then he started doing special projects because his talent was recognized and now he's a director. So he's a director for Univision Chicago and he did not go to college and he's got the talent and he's got the, you know, the the, the support. He's, he's He got there and he did that on his own and He's an example of why if you don't want to go to college, don't spend the money and go in there, but figure out what you do want to do. That's that's my perspective. These are the views of Yvette Cruz. <laughs> but I, I, I do think, I think college was for me, but I don't think it's for everybody. And I don't think people should be made to believe that it is. It reminds me of, you almost took the words from a few years ago, I gave a, a talk at my alma mater, for the people that know that that know me and that know me still at Weber State, they kind of know my story that I was a good student. And then in high school, I was into more extracurricular activities. Uh, I ended mm-hmm. up getting kicked out of high school. I only ended up getting my GED. Mm-hmm. But here we are, many years later. I got my bachelor's, I got my master's, and wow. and now I've been I've been very blessed. I will say that, and yeah. it's been a lot of hard work. So I gave us a talk, and it was all to high schoolers. It was a bunch of high schools yeah. around the northern Utah area. One thing that I did say is that college isn't for everybody. I did end up saying that. And I had some people look at me, like, especially the adults there. (gasps) How dare you? Like, this is supposed to be about encouraging them to come here. And you're telling them that, you know what, because, and I'm not, I wasn't saying it just because to keep it quote unquote real. It's because. But really, that is, that's that's the truth. It is the truth. You're exactly right. And so I didn't want to just be upfront and tell all these kids, Work hard and you're going to definitely make it to college. You know yeah. what? Sometimes you work hard and sometimes it doesn't work out the first time. Right. Maybe you do eventually go to college, but maybe you don't the first time. Yeah. And that's okay. Or maybe you do and then you decide you don't, you don't like it. It's not for you. You it's, don't want to pay for it. If you don't, you're not getting anything out of it. You don't know what you want to do in life. It makes sense. I mean, a- absolutely. No, you're absolutely right about that. And so for me, when I, anytime I talk to students now, I say, you know what? You're on your pursuit to happiness. Yeah. You can determine that. Nobody else is going to determine that. You need to determine that. And if you feel like college, if that's going to be part of your pursuits, not just to make you happy in the moment, but also in your five years or 10 years or whatnot, then you go continue that. If you are not sure, then you have every right to sit down and to rethink about things. And if your parents, who I'm sure a lot of you have encouraged to go mm-hmm. to college and continue to college, mm-hmm. if they are maybe not in agreement, mm-hmm. well, then you need to sit down and talk with them. But eventually, it is still your decision. You yeah. are an adult at that point, and you you can explain to them why you either continued in college or why you decided to do this or whatnot. But I think for me, that information to be out there in college is, like you said, it's there yeah. and it's on the, it's on the students. It's on what yeah. you, on how you approach things. And even for me, I didn't intend to go to Weber State, which is my alma mater. I think mm-hmm. I never mentioned that. I just kept calling it mm-hmm. my alma mater. Um, I didn't want to go to Weber State at first because I felt like college wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. That's, that was, I wanted to go to the technology 
college okay. that is up there. So I applied to Technology College yeah. and got accepted. Uh-huh. I want to do web page design. Huh. I remember I applied that. It was going to be about a year. It wasn't going to cost very much, and I thought I was good. And then I got a Pell Grant from them, which was going to cover a lot of it. Right. But for what changed things was my mom was so proud that after being kicked out of high school mm-hmm. and, getting, and at least getting my GED, she told one of her, my mom worked at Weber State for many years, over 20 years. She told one of her colleagues there who worked there in like, I think it was the continuing education program, mm-hmm. said, oh, I'm so proud of my son. He was, he's turning things around now back mm-hmm. in school and he's going to go to the ATC. And, and she was like, I, he got a Pell Grant. Mm-hmm. And this lady said, has he ever thought about going to college? And she said, well, I've talked to him basically all my life about he should go to college, Mm -hmm. but I don't think it's for him. Like, I'm not sure if it's Ah. for him. I don't know if he wants to do that. Uh You know, I don't know if that's that's in him anymore because of what has happened over the past four years. And she said, hey, I know somebody named Ana Jane Arroyo. He should Uh, go talk to her about this. And see if that Pell Grant transfers over. Mm-hmm. It transferred over. Also, I did take a risk. I'll say that because I wasn't too sure it was my decision. But I said, you know what? I think I'm going to go for it. Anna Jane made my whole schedule. I didn't even know how to schedule classes. Mm-hmm. She she's she did everything. She mm-hmm. said, go take these tests, which was the math and English, set everything up. And sometimes and I, I was blessed. I was very blessed. I was very fortunate to get that, to have somebody there with me that would, was starting me off. Yeah. But... I realize that's not everybody. I know everybody's not going to have that journey. And and that's okay. Yeah. My, what I remember is just like growing up, my mom would stress that, you know, she came here from another country. She did not speak the language. She worked and she worked when I was a kid. She worked two, sometimes three jobs. And, and that was, that was hard. And watching that, that was hard. I didn't understand it. And when I started understanding it, it got very difficult. And she said, I'm not about to put in all this work for you to end up how I did. So figure it out and tell me what you want. And so then I told her what I wanted. I wanted to be a journalist. How she reacted is for another day. But <laughs> but, she, but my mom always says this. She says, cada quien está donde quieren. Wait, hold on. Cada quien está donde quieren estar. Does that make sense? Did I say that right? Cada quien yeah. está donde quieren estar. It means every single person is exactly where they want to be. And I think it's true. I think that if you want to be financially stable or if you want to work a desk job or if you want to do something or if you want, you know, you, you have the power to get there. You just have to get there. You have to figure out how to get there and you have to get there and you have to work hard. If you don't want to go to college and you don't want to, or not even college, if you don't want to put in work and you don't want to, you know, be in debt or whatever it is, if you don't want to apply and you want to work, somewhere else that maybe consider blue collar I don't know that's your choice that's that's up to you and you're there because you want to be so I guess ask yourself where do you want to be you know Eva, the other day I came across a very interesting new YouTube channel that from the Washington Post uh-huh and it is the Washington Post recently has made a lot of changes obviously they have a change in owner they have a change in sort of how they're covering things for the most part, in my opinion, it's been for the better. They're reaching out more digitally, as mm-hmm. a lot of outlets are, to try to continue to stay relevant and try to continue to have a millennial audience. So, oh, millennials! Yeah, oh yes. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta you gotta grow up and just be an adult and do adulting things, right? Uh-huh. With that in mind, the Washington Post has a How to Adult YouTube channel, which is dedicated. <laughs> they just started just a few weeks ago. 
and they have so far seven videos on how to adult, how to just be adulting things. So, what for, do they have on there? So, for example, they have how not to get sick. That sounds like that shouldn't be very easy, but for some of us, we know it's not necessarily that easy. Some of us get sick a little bit quicker than others. Uh huh. How to have a good night's sleep, which for okay. a lot of us our age, wow. uh, we don't necessarily get a lot of sleep. I need to go watch these videos to. I just I just need to see what they are saying. <laughs> Other things are like how to shop for groceries, which I think we could all use help on because some of us get really unhealthy things. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Saving money on vacation. That's a that's a good thing. Oh, to, okay, that's a good one. You know what's an adulting thing? How to throw a dinner party. A dinner party, not a party, not a, a, we're going to go stop at a certain store <laughs> and pick up items. No, we actual, no, like with a actual, host a and with host. like with like place cards and everything. Yeah, oh, and you're okay. going to have the doilies laid out everything. You're oh. going to have your three courses Send everything. Send out the evite. Mhm. Yeah, how to buy a car, which I think is something that, that's, that's a good one. That's, that's a good yeah. one. And you know what? How to start a 401k is their latest one that's that they did. That's a good one too. So on this theme of adulting and even just the term adulting, which for some <gasps> oh, of us man. find a little humorous, uh-huh. I think like some me. of us have, uh-huh. well, some of us find it as, at least for me, when I first started hearing the term adulting, it was always more as a joke. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I just paid my rent on time or something, hashtag adulting or something yeah. like that. On this theme of adulting, Yvette, what are you, what is your thoughts on the term of adulting and what do you consider adulting? So I think it's funny that adulting, and it's not an official verb in the dictionary, but I, I think it's funny that it went from being a noun, you know, you are an adult, to a verb, you're doing adult things, and that means adulting, which, is, like, it's like a, it's a made-up word, but it, it is just, it is used so much today, and I, same with you, I think when I saw it trending, or when I saw it become an actual hashtag, which I don't remember when that was, maybe that was, I would say, within the past couple of years, I think, I could be wrong, but at least seeing it everywhere. I thought it was kind of funny, <laughs> um, but I think it also depends on how you use it because sometimes my friends and I use it and it's we're, we're mocking it, we're joking around. But sometimes some things really can be adulting. I think it's just funny that there's a term for it now because back in the day or whenever, or let's say when my mom was growing up, th- doing these things, like cooking dinner, an actual dinner, paying bills, like that stuff wasn't adulting. It was just what it is. It's just you're just an adult and these are your responsibilities and you're going through with your responsibilities it was just normal and now it's a it's a term like i think man i have you know i have a love hate with us um a love hate relationship with us millennials but i just think it's all in how you use the term so i guess some things that i would consider adulting and i have for the record i own oh, like yeah for the record i have never tweeted or you know anything never i've never adult? used the hashtag adulting in all like seriousness what was your earliest memory i don't of, have of- of, 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 of seeing adult, it? Uh, no, of oh, adulting. Of being, oh, okay. Of, of like, you, like, of down, actually becoming an adult? Of, of adult, but even as a joke, kind of, you thought, oh, I just did this. I guess I'm adulting now. Ha, 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 ha. Like something. Oh, okay. Or a moment like that. Okay. Well, I, I guess this was before the term was even used or before I ever heard of the term. So when I turned 18, I, th- I always thought that, be, you know, turning 18 would make you officially an adult and, you know, you would just be an adult. And I was excited to be an adult. So when I turned 18, it was in October of 2008, I turned 18 and I opened up a bank account. I opened up a checking account and I felt very adult like that my money you know I was finally going into a bank that I was getting a card and I was going to get to write checks this is back in 2008 that I was going to get to write checks for stuff and I would get my own check I I was excited you know (laughs) because I wouldn't have all all this like because I had a job but I didn't you know I would 
get cash, whatever. So I was excited. Also in November, I, so, okay. So I turned 18 in October of 2008. The next month I got to vote for the president. That was a presidential year, election year. So I got to vote and I was very excited because to me, that was another thing that would make me an adult. So 2008, like the end of 2008 was a good year, I guess for me. Um, so those things really did make me feel like an adult. But it's funny because now I'm, I'm 27 years old and sometimes, and I've been, I've been an adult for a long time now. I've lived on my own. I've paid my own bills. I've done it all on time. I, you know, have a credit report. Like I, I am an adult in, in the sense that I do adult, I've been adulting for years now, I guess you could say. But sometimes I just don't feel like an adult. So sometimes it's the little things that make you kind of like, oh, I guess, like you said, oh, I'm adulting. Yeah. But I, I, now it's, it's going to make me hate this term now. Like I used to, <laughs> Love it. It used to be funny. Now I'm going to hate it. But so this is just really dumb. This is just me. But I feel like I'm adulting when I'm doing laundry, but not not just laundry in general, but mm-hmm. when I read the label of how to wash something. And I don't do this for everything. Obviously, some things you know how to wash. But when you have a delicate piece of clothing or something that you're like, hmm, I wonder if I should just wash this regularly. I read the label and then I'm like, ding, like <laughs> adulting. That's That's just me. I know that's dumb, but it's just. Something like that. And um, another thing that I consider adulting is going to the doctor for a checkup. Not because you're sick, not because you need a remedy or because it's time, you haven't been in five years and now you have a cold. No, like going to the doctor thinking, oh, it's been six months since my last visit. I'm going to go make sure everything's okay. That, that's to adul- me, is adulting. That's No, that's good. What about you? What are your? What makes you? I know you're a little bit older than I, so you've been an adult, I guess, a little longer than me. So, I don't know if you still feel like an, you you don't feel like an adult like I do sometimes. But what's your experience? I laugh because, uh, yeah, sometimes I still don't, and I, I still feel like I'm still a kid. And I tell people like, uh, so I'm 34, but I still feel like I'm 22 sometimes. I just yeah, feel, I think feel that like makes sense. 22. Yeah, 20, I, I, I just I feel like, and I think part of it is just because uh, all through my undergrad, I was living at home, mm-hmm. so I never felt like I okay, I needed to move out and things like that. I didn't mm-hmm. move out for a while mm-hmm. from home, and it was fine with me. I was saving money, mm-hmm. so for me, going to like to have the adulting thing. When the, what was my earliest memory of adulting? It was probably as weird as it sounds. It was probably when I was like 14 years old, but mm-hmm. the term wasn't around. Obviously, mm-hmm. it was when. My mom suggested you should open because I had a job there. Mm-hmm. I had a job very young. Mm-hmm. You should open a bank account. Even if it's just a hundred bucks, mm-hmm. just open a bank account. So I remember opening the bank account. Uh, I remember the bank that it was to as well. It's still out there in Ogden. And I felt like an adult, like felt like, okay, I'm growing up. Even as a 14 year old, I was like, okay, this is part mm-hmm. of me just growing up. And so that, that felt really good through college. Yeah, you begin to feel more of quote-unquote adulting things like, I'm going to cook dinner on my own instead of having mom make it or yeah. going out and buying you know, the dollar menu or something like yeah. that because that's all I could afford. Yeah. But just cooking something up, even if it wasn't something that great, yeah. just cooking up with the, the things that I had at home there, that I consider adulting. But the theme that I had noticed from my friends when I asked them about this question as well, it's little victories, I call them. Yes, It's the little victories because I had some, like I had my friend Sam, I asked him about about this question and he told me the little victory or the, the thing that made him feel quote unquote was adulting was getting his first credit card oh, okay yeah see yeah, like, that could uh, which, be a thing yeah which might seem like well there's tons of credit cards right? they offer you all the time credit cards or whatnot. no but, but he kids said, don't have credit cards right so. and he said when he was 19 he was able to get like 
I think he said $500 credit uh-huh. limit on it. So very yeah. low, but still, it was still a credit card. Yeah. Um, very adult. Yeah, and he felt like an adult when he got it in the mail, and he said he didn't use it because he used it as an emergency one because he was in college. Well, again, very adult. <laughs> yeah, he, although he did tell me later on like he sometimes ended up using it. Yeah. Like, Which is okay. Yeah, and, and that's adult. completely fine. Yeah. Sorry, Sam, I had to tell you that. <laughs> but but that was fine. That's, that's a little victory. My friend Stephanie, she told me that getting her Costco card under her name, that was one of the ah. first times that she felt that like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm adulting here or whatnot. Yeah. And she also brought up a point that I agree. She said that it feels like the, like these things of adulting are issues that millennials are having. So tending to grow up a little bit slower uh-huh. that are not maybe by some people might consider as responsible, quote unquote, which is yeah. not the case. Just some people consider they might not be as responsible as maybe previous generations. It's mm-hmm. just due to economics, due to different circumstances, maybe there is that case that you could say they're growing up maybe a little bit slower than a previous generation. Yeah. Like growing uh, up has sort of been optional in a way. Right. She gave out the example like getting your own cable or phone plan or things like that. Right. Those little things that maybe we couldn't afford uh-huh. when we were 19 or 20 or even to 25. Yeah. Then getting those as a 30 year old or as a, you know, in your late 20s or whatnot, that might be, oh, I'm adulting now finally. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily your fault. It was just a matter of the circumstance. Yeah, your, circumstance, yeah, your surroundings. Yeah, it's different. So I know we kind of take it as a joke sometimes, that term yeah. of just adulting. No, but, but the sad thing is, some people, no offense, sort of, to some of these people, but because, like you said, because growing up has been optional for some people, they like if you if you go on Twitter and you just look up the hashtag adulting, you do you find some good things, but you also find some things that you're like, are you serious? Like not having pizza for breakfast today, hashtag adulting. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. That's, I have to. No, I mean, and, okay, like don't get me wrong, I have had pizza for breakfast, but no. you also have to understand that not having pizza for breakfast, like you're not like like I think it's minimizing the term. I think it's making people seem very like it's making millennials and again this is depending on how you use it but it's making this generation be the generation that people make fun of they're saying like wow these people can't even have an actual breakfast or just some like hold on I'm trying to see if I can find another one Um, I have there's a good one that I completely agree with so somebody tweeted out uh, new life goal be debt free by 33 partly because it rhymes partly because so help me if I don't have my life together by then (laughs) hashtag adulting but you know what that's a great that's a great term adult like to to that person they want to be debt free by 33 that's amazing being debt free and again being in debt doesn't make you not an adult but being debt free like paying off your debt that that is it's it's a big win so you know i think it's about celebrating i think it's about okay so i think it's about being self-sufficient yes you people should be able to pay their bills on time you know paying your rent on time that's a that's that should be a very normal thing and you know some people don't cook that's okay i don't think cooking i guess it depends on the person i don't think cooking would make you but being able to take care of yourself that should be adulting but it's also okay to celebrate the little wins like for example uh, i have a friend who recently got promoted adulting that i think that's great they yeah. got a promotion and and i have some friends that are buying homes now and i think that's like the like one of the ultimate adult things i think it's different for everybody because some people don't ever plan to own a home and i think that's fine it doesn't make you less of an adult but the fact that somebody did put together a down payment and then looked at houses and figured out how they were going to pay off this 30-year mortgage or whatever it is that's that is a big accomplishment so i think that should be celebrated that you know if i were to see on social media bought my first home today became a home owner hashtag adulting i would completely applaud that right no let me ask you this event do you think that some of these things i'm looking back now at the washington post and some mm-hmm. of the things that they have posted on on uh, how to adult do you think some of it is just because 
I hate to throw it on on millennials, but that's the generation that we are. So mm-hmm. it, it, it references to us. Do you think it's just that millennials haven't taken the initiative to learn some of these things? Because saving money on vacation or how to throw a dinner party, huh. how to buy a car. I can understand some of that might be tough. Yes. Like how to buy I, a car would, would be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Or how to start a 401k. Do you think that's, that's something based one, yeah. on they just didn't have the initiative or somebody didn't teach them? Do you th- why is this becoming adult things when back then, back in the day, maybe this is just something that you just learned? You like just, you just became an adult. Um, I don't know because when you named some of those, I thought, wait, are they serious? Is the Washington Post making fun of millennials, or are they really trying to help? And maybe, but with them, with some of the other ones, I thought, yes, those would be helpful because I, I was never taught. Like it was never taught in my home. Like okay, now is the time where you start your four hundred one k. No, I had to learn that stuff when I started working, and then my employer told me. So yes and no, but also I think back to when my mom was growing up and becoming an adult no one was teaching her these things too things were different and also she got married when she was 19 had me and my sister at 20 21 22 so you know she i guess became an adult sooner i don't know how to explain it because i okay so i feel like i've been doing all these adult things and sometimes i still don't feel like an adult but maybe it's maybe it's my surroundings maybe it's myself maybe it's how i look at it so millennial like to answer your question millennials i think because of social media it's just more apparent about how we're behind in certain things or we're celebrating certain things or we're success you know because maybe this is just my guess maybe are the generations before us were having these exact conversations except they were using different words and they were actually having the conversations and not tweeting about it or instagramming about it you know so i don't know maybe it's just it's it's how we not all of us but it's how we present ourselves how we present ourselves to the world so the other generations make fun of us sometimes for certain things but that's because that's how we present ourselves and i'm not speaking for everybody this is just like generally saying no, Would you I- agree I, I agree, and I'll give you an example of one of the Washington Post's videos. So there's one on how to shop for groceries, and they go for something that is very basic, just kind of you need uh-huh. to get a grocery list, uh-huh. you need to avoid the cookies if you can, and pick a certain amount, of, you know, a time when to go shopping. And while it might seem as, well, these are very obvious things, this is almost like mocking. It's almost like a little mini mockumentary, if you will, yeah. just kind of mocking it. I, I, I hate to admit it, but I do know some people who don't necessarily really know how to grocery shop very well. But, okay, you know, but, okay, but, but that's I, their I own think, journey. But I also think grocery shopping is something that's, there's no right, right or wrong way to do it. If you, you're going to buy food to replenish yourself, you're going to go get what you need. If you get stuff that's not healthy, then you're just an unhealthy person. I don't think that makes you an, like more or less of an adult. I think I, I was never taught how to grocery shop, and I, I also don't want to say I'm a master grocery shopper. I do whatever I, like, to me, I go and I get what I need and I want, and I bring it home, and I cook it, or I don't cook it, or whatever. But I don't think that, so that's what I'm saying. I don't know if that one's a serious one, or if that one's in all honesty, and I don't know how people don't know how to grocery shop. It, it's... I, like, I just feel like it shouldn't be a standard. You should just go get what you need or not and then go back. Like, there's no, there's, I don't think there's, there's a right or wrong who way. don't know what they need, what they, what they really should be getting than that, others. That's not, that's not a millennial, that's an inner problem, I think. Like, if you don't yeah, know what you right. need, I don't know. Right, but, is, but uh, it's just to point out that there are maybe some people who actually do look for guidance on that. And you know what, if these videos or if this is the idea of adulting is helping to be, to help you become a better person, then I'm all for it. However, there yeah. is part of me that says that somewhere down the line you should have learned 
learned at least some of these things on your own. Not necessarily that somebody should have taught you. Yeah, like you, you should have been like, I want to. Uh, yeah, exactly. You should have picked it up. You should have been. You should have picked it up. And if you and if you didn't, well, depending on the circumstances, I could understand. Yeah. Some circumstances, no. Yeah. There, there because be no if you think about how we learn how to adult, like we just now I'm using it. <laughs> how we learn how to adult, it's just our surroundings. Like some things I learned from my mom. Some things I learned from my sister. Some things I'm learning by other friends that they're setting up certain accounts or they're thinking of certain plans and I start, you know, learning from them or, you know what, I, I like, thank goodness for the internet. I can Google how to, I Googled once how to make an omelet. I did not know how to make an omelet and I didn't, I've, I had also never had an omelet. So I thought, do I want an omelet? Okay. Do I even know how to make an omelet? And I looked it up. I found it on YouTube. Did you and make I, an omelet? Yes, I made the omelet. I it? made a spinach omelet with tomatoes inside and some sour cream on top. How was it? I mean, I think it was good, but like I said, I had never had an omelet before that, so I hashtag didn't have adulting. anything to compare it to. But but I also didn't say that that was hashtag adulting. I'm just saying that was me wanting to learn how to do something and learning how to do it. So I don't know. But, uh, adulting, you know, just to wrap it up, adulting, yes, it's a funny term. Yes, it's kind of taken tongue in cheek. I think just depending on how you see what, what you consider adulting, yeah. maybe some things are a little bit more adulting than others, like how to start a 401k might be a little bit more adulting than how to buy groceries for yeah, example I agree. if you find those little victories and you feel good about yourself then hey adults as much as you want that's just my opinion please adult <laughs> as much as you want you know that we're wrapping up now our eighth episode man eight yeah it's been it's it's been fun and we want to take us just a second to thank the listeners Thank you yeah. for subscribing. Thank you for telling your friends to subscribe. We've now obviously said we've done eight. We're going to be doing plenty more. We've got great more topics lined up. we got maybe guests coming up in the future as well. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. We we're, we're in discussions on certain things. Mm-hmm. We'll keep you posted, definitely. And also follow us on social media. Thank you for following us on KSL Cafecito. And thank you for subscribing. For those who have been on iTunes this whole time, we appreciate that. And now for all of our friends that are on Android, listening to us on Stitcher. For those who don't have the app, download it on Stitcher. You can also download the TuneIn app, which is free worldwide radio. We are there. Just search KSL Cafecito. You'll find us there and subscribe and you will get every episode that is available. Yes, and please don't forget if there is something you want us to talk about or something you agree with or disagree with, please reach out to us on social media via Twitter at KSL Cafecito. I'm also at Evie Cruz. And I'm at Joel Cardenas. That's our show for today. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope you'll do it again. Thank you.